the first question I wanted I wanted to ask you for those people out there who don't know you, what did you concretely win? What are what are the things you achieved as a coach and as a sportman? Um, so, as you say, I, I was involved in uh, in the world of sport for almost 30 years, and my sport was a uh, bobsled, like uh, the the movie Rasta Rocket. We call it in France or Cool Runnings in USA and Canada. And then uh, I was first an athlete for 10 years and uh, I did two times Olympic. I won uh, two medals at the World Championship. And after I switched to the coaching uh, position and managed uh, some, some nations like uh, South Korea, Canada, um, New Zealand, Swiss and France. And uh, I did uh, again three times Olympics and my My best achievement was uh, the last time I competed at the Olympic with my team, the Swiss team, in 2014 at uh, Sochi Olympic Games, where we won the gold medal, the Olympic title in two-man bob. So I finished my uh, wow. my journey in bobsledding with a gold medal, with uh, what what what's the best in the in the sports for us. So gold medal at the Olympics. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's always. There's something about the Olympics that just makes you dream, right? <laughs> I guess if you're a sportsman, but also outside. Even for me, I'm, I'm not. I never wanted to compete in the Olympics. Just makes me dream, right? I'm like, oh, this guy is Olympic medalist. It brings something. And um, and so first it was as a sportsman, and then it was as a coach. So what what was the? Um, can you can can you describe a little bit your both of your careers and how you experienced it? So, um, I, I'm born in sport, you know, uh, you speak about Olympics. Uh, my father did Olympic Games uh, in 1956 and 60. He was a discus thrower in uh, track and field, so I'm born in sport. So, it was always in my family and always in my field. And then, um, so it was natural for me to, to compete in sport. And then the, the biggest difference is... Uh, I was good as an athlete because I won medals at the World Championship, but uh, I was only 13 at the Olympics, even if I compete. And for something, someone, is, it's, it's a big achievement only to compete at the Olympic. But I think I have the possibilities to, to be a medalist at the Olympic, but I miss something, you know, uh, in, in me. And when I switched to, to coaching and managing uh, for other people, I really find my position and then my, my inner goal in me is to help people achieve their dreams. And then um, it was totally different for me. My two experiences uh, in Olympic game as an athlete was not so good uh, as a feeling and something like that. But as a coach, it was always something not perfect, but beautiful because I was here uh, trying to help people achieving their dreams and doing their best at the right time. And then um, it was for me totally different be between the two experiences. What didn't you like when you were in the performance mode and, and not as a coach? Um, I, I, like, I didn't like the fact that uh, I didn't give all I can I, I didn't know at the time I was competing, but when I look after that, when I switched to be a coach, I, I look at my approach of the sport, of the success, and it was different. And I was like a little bit, oh, if I, I was doing that, when I, if I did that when I was an athlete, I can achieve more. And then uh, I was really, when I was an athlete in Nagano Olympic Games, I did 13th in two men. I was like, okay, it's it's not so good because I didn't win any medals. So it was like, okay, do you win a medal? No, okay, it's not good. It was uh, as simple as that. So you have a regret because you know that you don't have a lot of chance to to do the Olympics, you know, in your career because it's only uh, all four years. You have to wait four years for another one. I was thinking going to Salt Lake City, 2002. And I have a big injury just after the Olympic Games in Nagano, and I have to stop my career. So it can it can ending like tack, snap and finish. So so Why it's did you um, have to stop your career because of an injury. I have oh, a big okay. injury in, in training. So you know you, you you can have a plan for four eight years to win the Olympics, and maybe in one second it's finished, it's over. So That's so. Hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, but that's why when you have the opportunity to go in in the Olympics, you have to give everything. And um, 
Mm. I did I did that as a coach, but not as an athlete. So, but you cannot change. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, exactly. It's something you have to to live with, but not in the in the wrong. Um, I mean, sometimes we say, "Oh, you have to live with it," and we, mm. we think you have to live with the regrets, but. In fact, when you make a decision, I think you're talking about that. Uh, I saw on your, your website as well. Mm. You said something with, uh, you said certain losses are more accessible, acceptable than stolen victories, basically. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I love that quote. Can you, yeah, can you elaborate? Yeah. Um, I prefer um, I prefer to lose than to, to have a victory that I, I doesn't have to add. You know, like I don't. Uh, I prefer to have no regrets and be fourth that, than to be second with regret. You know, mm -hmm. and then um, uh, it's it's. Um, I I don't have any regrets uh, about my career because it it also helped me build what I am today. And and maybe if I have a different career, I was not as good as a coach. And then. Uh, Uh, what what I try to to teach to my athletes and now to my uh, to the to the people I work with is you have to give everything you have and then even if you're fourth five six tenth if if you you give everything you had at this time you don't have to add any regrets and you can be proud of what you what you did and what you what what you made and then um, It's not easy because sometimes you invest a lot of time, of money to win, and maybe you only force involved maybe for 100. It's nothing, but if you if you give everything, um, it's the same if you're a, a salesman. If you have some, uh, if you have to sell thousand uh, products a month, if you give everything and you have only 900. You, you don't have to have any regrets if if you but if you you sell thousand one hundred and you remember and you say oh I was lazy I was that and that and if you really uh, look at what you did and you say maybe I can I can sell two thousand then you can have regret and then um, that's um, that's a little bit. Uh, with the, the quote you you yeah. said, it, it's a little bit what, what I want to say. Don't have any regrets. It's not all, only a focus of, of the results, but of the mindset you put to have this result also. There's something I, I recently, I, I was looking at a lot of um, videos about uh, basketball players because I, I was watching The Last Dance. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, me too. And so I was asking myself as an entrepreneur, and every everyone watching this podcast can ask himself the question, whatever the field he's in, as a sportsman, as an entrepreneur. I was I was asking myself, where until where can I go? Because <laughs> there is this when you're talking about regrets, there is on the D day, right? Mm, on the, yeah. the, the the day you want to give everything you can. Okay, that's one thing, but it's also about the preparation. Mm. Did you give everything you could on the preparation and it kind of sounds that it doesn't have limits you know mm -hmm. people like michael jordan and the, all the greatest guy i mean of course he's the best of all times but even you take one guy that that is a millionaire or whatever he achieved something great and then you look at his life and maybe the guy wasn't there for his family maybe the guy mm -hmm. wasn't a good friend maybe the guy wasn't a good father and it's always like Yes, you don't want to have regrets. Yes, you want to go 100%. But in the preparation, do you go 100%? You can, if you actually do, you can have regrets and think, damn, I, I gave everything for my career. I gave everything for this sport. And I didn't see that super important part of my life. So how do you feel about that? You know, it it's uh, always begin with a choice. And we, with the goal you put, you put, and you you want to achieve. Um, if if you look at the one of the best uh, French sportsmen, uh, Martin Fourcade, biathlon, uh, he, he met his wife. He was 16, and uh, he, he told her at the beginning, "You will show me more on TV than in our house." And and you know it. I think he, he, had, he had his great career with five Olympic gold medals and some world championship medals, everything, because he knows when he was away from his family, his wife accepted for a certain time. And he was not like, oh, 
I mean, Russia and me, USA and Canada, and my wife is alone at home with my kids, and then uh, it's not so good. So it's why you have to communicate with uh, your uh, your friends, your family, and the all the people that are involved in your goals, and uh, in one way or another. And then after that, maybe you have to put your core value in it. What, what do you want to to lose? to go to your goal. So you can lose maybe your time with your family, you can accept to lose money. Some of them uh, accept to lose integrity and they, they are going to doping, they are going to, uh, to they are cheating on the competition. And um, it's, it's all uh, an aspect of what are your value and what, what do you want to sacrifice to achieve your goal. It's a little bit also a time from, uh, you, you accept to sacrifice your health to, to, be, to, be, to perform at the Olympics. Because when you look at, at uh, Olympic champion, they are training five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 hours a day, and it's not good for your body, if you look, if you look at it. But you accept to lose maybe uh, uh, your knee for your, your retreat for your when you you hold your your back or something like that um, to 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 have a gold medal. So it's a choice you have to make at the beginning, and you have to involve your all all the people that are with you, and then to to clearly ex explain. Okay, if I want to achieve my goal, I will have to do this, this, this. Do you accept? You want to help me or not? And then uh, it can help you to to have success. To have succeed to succeed in in your life and then achieve it. Yeah, it's a tough choice. Mm -hmm. and maybe oh, yeah. also tough choices because along the way you reevaluate yourself, you reinvent yourself, you make more choices, new choices. It's 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 kind of a tough one. I think <coughs> right now I'm I'm trying to make uh, those kind of choices and thinking, okay, do I go full in? And then I'm thinking, no, I can't, just can't because <laughs> I I. I go full in within those limits. So this is also um, something we all have to set, I think, uh, mm. and be okay with after after that. Mm. Um, but what what did you prefer? Did you, I mean, prefer, it's not comparable, but did you enjoy more your time as a coach or as a sportman? When I look now more as a coach, because okay. I, I explained to you at the beginning, I realized when I begin to be a coach, that what I love deep inside me was to help other people. I was maybe too too kind to be an athlete. You know, if if uh, an opponent wants to have a, need a key to repair his, his bobsled, his engine, I will give it to him. <laughs> and sometimes, <laughs> no, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, I was I was as good to to be one in the top ten and sometimes in the top three in the world, but not to be Olympic champion. And then uh, and uh, I was a little bit like that. What, what was something uh, against me as, a, as an athlete was one of my best strengths as a team leader that I, I gave everything for my athletes. And they, they, they know this. And then they, they were like, okay, Eric, give everything. You're always here to support us if we win, if we lose. So we have to give everything. And then uh, what was my uh, weakness as an athlete? What, my maybe my best strength as a coach yeah it's not the first time i see that some of the um, some athletes that were good i mean you were great obviously <laughs> you were in the olympics it's not just like you were yeah, i'm just <laughs> competing for a, a regional competition but what i'm saying is that some of the athletes were not the best the top the one every year the first but then they were amazing coach and some people some teachers were not even that great they weren't like at what you achieved as, as a sportsman as a performer but they're amazing teachers so it doesn't really and the reverse is also true i had i i did a lot of judo and when i was a uh, uh, training some of the teachers were amazing former champions and stuff but they, they were lame at that teaching they were horrible because they're mm -hmm. just you know they didn't have a strategy. They didn't have a vision for their mm. team. So yeah, it's totally, it's totally a, a different. And but also, in what you say about giving everything you have, the question I have for you is: What do you think are the limits 
that people usually uh, put to themselves? It depends on the people. We are all different as human beings. And then uh, what, what are your limits? What, what do you want to sacrifice to do sports to your, uh, your company? You, you, say, you say to me and, uh, that you're here, uh, you have a choice to do for your own company. So what are your limits? What do we want to sacrifice? So as I said before, some want to sacrifice their health, money and family. And then uh, uh, it's, if you look at interview for sportsmen, sometimes when they have the first baby with their, their family as a woman or a man, it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes they say it's changed my mind. It's changed my priorities. Now I have a family, I have a kid and then I'm not the same as before. For, for some people, it's, it's like I am a father and they are better than before. And for some others, especially when you have a, a sport with some risk in it, like, uh, like bobsledding, uh, I don't say there is no, no risk at swimming, but there is less risk to be injured when you swim than, than when you practice bobsledding. And sometimes when you're getting older, you have a family and you are driving your bobsled, you say, oh, I have some kids. Uh, and maybe it's unconscious, but maybe you are not driving the same and you're a little bit uh, yeah. slower and you, don't, you didn't win anything after, after your, your, you became a father or a mother. So it's complex. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And it's true that for each people is different. So everyone has to do his own homework, you know, mm. about yeah. himself. And I think people don't do that enough. It's not that people aren't smart. It's not about being smart or it's just, and, and some people have this self-awareness. It's just that they kind of forget that you have to do it regularly, right? Mm. When I see, I do it all the time with me and, and people, mm. I don't know how people do it. It's like, they don't do it. How do they, how do they, how do they function without doing it regularly? So, yeah. and about that, did your father inspired you in this way? Or how? What are the, the things you want to do differently from your father, and and what were the things that you you try to imitate? I think my father was more an athlete as a coach. You know, mm. it, it was a little bit the reverse of me. I was more coach as an athlete in me, and then um, uh, it, it was uh, it was totally different in 1956 when he goes to Melbourne to do the Olympics. It, it was 56 hours by plane. To go there you know and he goes six weeks there and then it was like a new new world for him no no it's crazy you you buy a ticket and tomorrow not tomorrow because of the the yes. time we, we are living but you go to usa to japan to new zealand to australia it's it's like normal now but at this time it was totally different and he was 19 years old when he goes to melbourne in 1956 so he inspired me as, a, as an athlete and i want to that he'd be proud of me. And then uh, he, he was not a coach as I, as I was, you know. Uh, he, he coached some national team, but not at my level. And then, um, but he gave me this, this uh, love of sport and the love of giving everything all the time. And, you know, and then uh, invest all you have in, in, uh, in, your, in your goal and in the, the thing you love. It can be sport, it can be a company, it can be... Um, living healthy, it can be uh, something like that, what, what you want to do, what you love to do, but uh, it gives me this, this spirit to give everything all the time. Nice. And, and what are the, the qualities that you think are the most important as a coach, or at least the qualities you had that, make, that, that makes you success for coaching the, the bobsled team? But um, the thing is, in bobsled, we are not a professional sport. There is no money in this. So it's not like soccer or the US sport, like uh, you talk about uh, the last dance from Jordan, NBA. So we really have to focus on being good at the Olympics. And it's one time each four years. So you have to be ready here at this time. When, when the two men is 16 and 17 February, it's not 15 or 18. If you lose these two days, you have to wait four years. When, when I, I was a, a teacher in, a, in business school, I always say to my student, okay, you are doing a master's, it's five years. If you, if you fail in your final exam, 
you have the the opportunity to pass it in five years. Mm. So the so the stress is more than that. Uh, you have to invest more of the time. In one way, uh, you, you help because you know exactly when you you will be uh, judged. You you know exactly the time when you have to compete. So, but you have to be organized. You have to have these these skills of organization, planification, team leading. Because um, when I, sometimes I spoke to people, they say, "Wow, if I have the opportunity to go to the Olympics, I will be always motivated." But uh, being a, an athlete like that is like a normal job. And uh, you have the same motivation problem. I give always the example for an athlete from the massage. When, when uh, you have the gift in holiday or for your birthday, uh, you have two hours in a massage, in a, in a spa, something like that, you're happy. And when you're an athlete, you have massage each day. And you, you don't have to pay for that. You have 40, 45 minutes massage each day. And sometimes you're in your bed and you say, oh, I have to go to the massage. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's, it's daily, so it's like an habit and uh, like all habits, when you eat at the restaurant each day, there is one day you only want to, to be in your sofa and, and uh, eat uh, ravioli or sandwich, you know. So you have to find the motivation, you have to be a leader, and then uh, you, you have to be also goal-oriented because you have one big goal and you have to plan, plan this and then to do some planification. And then if I want to win the Olympics, the, the year before I, I have to be in the top five and the year before in top eight. And uh, you have to planify everything to be ready at the D-Day. It's, yeah. it's the, 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 the biggest quality uh, I, I developed when I, I was a, a coach in, in, uh, in sport. And, and the way we <coughs> met was through a, a speaker association. And so you give amazing uh, uh, speeches on stage about leadership. And what are the, the keys you give um, to translate what you've learned as a coach in the, in the, the, the sports world to um, the world of companies? What How do you, what do you, what are the few keys that you would talk about? Um, one of the first key is communication. It, it's it's really strange because we we have a lot of tools to communicate. We experience it during the last month because we can communicate only online, and uh, but uh, it's like we don't communicate anymore. It's like um, it's normal. Uh, the sentence like you know what I mean. You have to forget it, and you have to be sure that you put a common language in your in your team. And uh, it's like you, but see, if you if you come tomorrow to a bobsled team that I'm leading, I have to explain you something like that we change runners in each run because the runners are like the wheels for the Formula One, and then it depends on the ice temperature, it depends on the on the radius of the of the turn, and then we we change it, but. If you don't know, I have to explain you. I have to build a common language with you that you can be efficient for my team. And then, um, and the second thing, if you build a strong communication, uh, you can accept all the differences in your team. Because I have some experiences in the world, you have different experiences. And what is good, if, if we communicate together in a good way, I can learn from your experiences and I don't have to, to leave it. To have the same skills as you, and that 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 means behind it, that means you don't have to judge what all the other people are thinking because we all have a different culture, education, uh, beliefs, and then uh, it's not like oh you don't believe uh, that uh, uh, acupuncture is a good medicine, uh, you're bad, go away, you know. And then um, it's like uh, today you saw a lot of ma family when they have little kids. They take a camping car, a boat, and they do around the world. And then these kids, they will live something different as the, the kids who are uh, uh, doing the normal school, like in France. But that don't mean they are better or better than the other one. But it's different. And then if they can share the knowledge, they will, the both of them will, will uh, increase their skills hard skills, soft skills, and you will go faster and um, you will be better at the end. So you have to communicate, you have to accept difference, and you have to share your values. You have to build a, a strong value in your group. 
you, you see now uh, the big companies, they want to build a value, a big value for the company. But the thing is, you don't have to forget your own value. And as a manager, I always try to input the value of my member in the core value. Because uh, maybe one, one of the, the team uh, is value or is goal. Okay, it's going to the Olympics, winning a gold medal. But maybe he's thinking, okay, if I win a gold medal, I will win money for the sponsor from the federation and I, I can buy a house or something like that. And maybe another one is if I win a gold medal, I will go to the interview, I will go on TV, I will be on newspaper. And, and you know, you have to put everything. You have to understand that maybe what I am searching deep inside me in this goal is not the same as what you, you will search. Uh, we, we both are doing conferences on stage and maybe why you are doing this is not the same as me. But maybe today it's not the same and maybe tomorrow I will have the same goal as you on stage doing some conferences and some keynote. So, so it's it. communication, accept differences and, and work around your values. It will be the three tips I will give to improve your, your, your team spirit. It often, it often comes back to talking about values. I've, I've heard it many times from uh, top leaders and, and mm -hmm. CEOs. And I always wonder and I always, always ask how concretely, how do you do, because it's not a obvious thing. You, you cannot say, oh, my value are this, this and that. Mm -hmm. and put a poster in the company and the guys look at it every day. I mean, <laughs> this can be a strategy, but it's yeah. not enough. So how mm -hmm. do you make sure that, that that people um have behave in those values and and accept those values and embody them it's 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 one of the difficulty i face in company as a manager because for me when you are a manager it's not like uh countable like okay if i spend one hour with you i will increase your potential by two percent you know and maybe um maybe you have to find the right time. You have to be aware when is the right time to speak with your, 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 your members, your team members. It's like sometimes with my athletes, we were maybe 9 p.m. drinking a tea or something like that, coffee, and then you say goodnight to an athlete. And he say, okay, good night. And you hear in his voice that something is wrong. Mm. And you have to, to talk with him at this time. If you think, ah, I, I heard something wrong. We will speak tomorrow, 10 a.m. Maybe it's too late. And then uh, it's the same for the value. Um, you uh, to, to understand the core value of your team, of your, your members, you, you have to be aware of. They can maybe think differently as you, and maybe they, they can have different goals in the main goals of the company. And then, for example, I was working one time with a, a team, and then they, they really want to win, so they were working hard, and sometimes, some someday come in the field. Uh, if we do this, we can have an advantage. But I say, yeah, but it's not legal. Yeah, but if we do this like that, I'm sure we cannot be suspected, and we cannot uh, we cannot be out of the game because they they will not find it. And I say, no, I don't want to do that. It's I, I cannot face in a mirror if we want a medal like that, even if we are not. Uh, it was not doping, it was something different on the material, you know, because we have an engine in bobsleigh. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. And I, I quit, even if we can have good results, because uh, it was not in my value. And I don't want to, to stop that. I don't want to accept that. So you, 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 it's time, uh, it's communication, as I said before, and then uh, uh, you have to, to build uh, step by step. And maybe the value when you begin the company will not be the same after 10 years. And then it's yeah. like it's like me. Today, I have also my company. I'm alone. I have my value. But tomorrow, if I hire some people, maybe I have to bring other value because I will not be alone, even if I'm, I'm still the boss. Uh, and uh, if I want that my company is growing and uh, uh, stay at the top, I will have to accept that maybe other value are coming and then some with different people because maybe they are younger or they have different knowledge. And then um, you, you have to be aware to change it sometimes and then uh, to uh, adapt it. Yeah, it's, um, it's not an easy task.
right? No, no. <laughs> it, it's it's time consuming and energy consuming. So, yeah. uh, so it's it's really hard for me sometimes to be a manager. So, but uh, but it's it's what what is yeah. what what is good. It's it's never the same. We yeah. spoke to we spoke today, and with with what happens between if we do the same tomorrow, we we will not be smarter or sillier tomorrow. But it can be totally different because of what we live from today to until tomorrow, and then we will have some something different in our head, and we will react totally different together. So that's what makes me interesting in the, in this position as a manager. And how did you? Um... Uh, can you tell us about the tipping point when you switched from the world of sports and, and being a coach of this uh, bobsleigh mm -hmm. team to uh, the world of companies? How did that happen? When was the click and when was your decision and how? Can you explain a little bit? So uh, I always work a little bit with the company because uh, sport, Bob sport, you have to have money. For example, uh, if you want to, to buy... Uh, Foreman Bob, the engine to to be gold medalist, it's one hundred thousand euro. So, wow! <laughs> yes, and with that you have no runners. And if you want a set of runners, is maybe five to ten thousand each, and you need to have maybe five or six sets. What, explain again, what are the runners? The runners is uh, the runners we put on the on the engine to be on the ice. It's like skaters okay. on the uh, ice hockey, but we change it. We change it be, because of the ice temperature and everything. So. You can invest 300,000 euros to have two men, four men, Bob runners, and a car to put in it. And then you, you even uh, didn't make one run, you know. So you need a lot of money. So I have to speak with company to have sponsors. The federation give us money, but we have to, to have extra money for the sponsor. So I always have the contact with the company. And I, I was always interested to, to uh, understand how they can succeed as a company, as a manager, as a CEO, or something like that. And when I, I finished uh, my, uh, my career, um, I want to work in this field. Also because uh, I finished in 2014 with my guys, uh, Olympic champion, you know, it, it was like, okay, I we did it. Even I'm not Olympic champion. I, I want to clarify, my, my athletes yeah. were Olympic champion. I was only the coach from the Olympic team who won gold medal, but um, uh, I want to to explore another field and then I want to to understand, okay, you, you build uh, Apple, how did you do that? You build Amazon, you build uh, uh, PayPal or Elon Musk with uh, what, what he did today. And then I want to understand. And then uh, I, I saw a lot of uh, common links between sport and then uh, and then uh, business, and then uh, it's 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 a new thing for me, and it's a new thing, and then uh, it's like a fresh start. And then yeah. uh, I, I build a new motivation, you know. And uh, and um, there is some differences. One of the biggest is the 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 time frame of the goal. As I said before, when you when you are at the Olympics, you 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 have a cycle of four years. And then in companies, of course, you have some uh, some timing, and then you say, okay, this product will be in September 21st, for example. But if it's in October sometime, I don't care. It's okay, even for the company. In in sport, it's not like that. You have to be ready in a D-Day. So it was the most the biggest change for me, the the goal timing uh, from sport to business. And what what so do you, do you think that was an obstacle for you or would you say it was just a little difference and what are the other obstacles you faced in this transition um in in fact um i i learned a lot Be, before to come back with the swiss team in 2012 for olympic in sochi i was four years in a company as manager and um i have different way of uh of uh, I saw different way of managing people because for us it's it's really easy in sport easy not easy but you have a, you have a competition you're good you're not good uh, you you prepare something does it work does it not was not working so you have to adapt you have to change and then it's not so so precise in the company you can work on a on a project and then. Uh, 
uh, it's not like, okay, everybody will be at the same time, at the same place, at the same moment, and okay, who's the best? So uh, I was working in a big company in transport field, and then we have, we have, a, we have some other company, and then in the same field, and then it was not like each weekend, okay, they sell uh, 10,000, we sell 12,000, we are the best. You know, it's not like so touched. We cannot touch as the same as in sports. So I was like a little bit, okay, did I, did I do good or did I do wrong? Ah, it's okay, we, we can wait a little bit, we can see. It's not, I don't say it's always like that in company. Uh, but, so more, more complexity uh, and more elements, a bit more chaotic. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And and you think it, it helps as a manager and as a leader to try to control this chaotic, this complexity, and makes it more um, more transparent and more clear with uh, precise goals, maybe. Yeah, I, I did that. I did that because it was the way I was working for 20 years, 25 years. So I put some uh, templates. And I say, okay, I want to do that, that, and that, and I want to have these results. So I have to adapt a little bit because at the beginning I was a little bit too much on my sport way. So mm -hmm. uh, when I say the first time, you say it's impossible. Okay, and if we do that, that so I communicate a lot, and at the end, um, it was clearer for me and it was better for them. So we built together. I have the chance. To, to, to come in this company and I have to build a team. It was a new team, so I can also put my own feeling in it. So it was a little bit easier for me as coming from an old team and then being the new manager. So I have to build the habits and I have to build the, the mindset. So it was a little bit easy, but I have to adapt also to, the, to this biggest company. And then what happened in your career? You, you were a manager and then... Are you still a manager? Because now you are also in a, in a business school. You have a role. Yes. Uh, so what do you do? So now I have two things. I have my company, as you had, as a trainer, as a coach, a, a keynote speaker. And I saw leading to business school specialized in sports organization. So nice. uh, so it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I put in one job the, my two loves was business and sports. So I'm, uh, I'm working with students. It's really nice to, to have students 18 years old until 23 years old. It's a master. It's five years. And then to see how, how they are growing their skills and then how they change their mind when they're coming. The first years are like little baby. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. at the end, uh, they have good ideas and they sing by themselves. And then it's crazy. The new generation is crazy for me. I love it because mm. they don't have the same limit as me. I'm 53 years old now, and then uh, uh, they, they say, okay, I will go next year, one year in USA. <laughs> it's normal for them. They have new ideas. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, and I, I love it. They have really good ideas. So I have these two, two kinds of things, my own company, and I'm leading two, two schools in the uh, west of France. And, and how do you, do you still have time for your family and for your personal projects with all that? Because it's, it's quite a lot, I guess. The, the the I'm lucky because I need only to 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 sleep five five hours a, a night, so I have an yes. So I have an extra time. Uh, it it was I think it was uh, Mohammed Ali. Um, uh, he says um, uh, if you don't have enough time to sleep, if you need uh, eight hours to sleep at night, sleep faster. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I certainly don't have that. I, I, I recently, in the past uh, few months, tried to wake up earlier. Then he messed with me. I'm cranky all day. I'm, it's, it doesn't work with me. I wish I was like you, but do you, so you sleep five hours a night, and it's like regularly, just not not just one day. No, yeah, it's regular. Or uh, maybe maybe once a week, I I sleep seven hours. But uh, I, I wake up with, <laughs> I, I wake up like that all, all the week. I'm five thirty. I'm I waking up, so I'm like that. Okay, let's go. And uh, okay. I, I love I, I love this moment because yeah. there is there is no telephone, no sound, and you're really productive until nine nine a.m. I did um, an amazing job because there is no other input, and you you can really be focused on what you have to do. So. And my kids are 18 and 16, so they begin uh, to have um, 
not they don't want anymore to spend a lot of time with their father i, I hope they love me again <laughs> they still love me but you know they, they want yeah. to have their friends and so i enjoyed the moment we are together and we were, when we are together so we spend a lot of fun time so and then uh, i work a lot but it's not like uh, uh it's not like working it's a passion and then i'm lucky to to find a, a job that uh, that i love and then uh, and then, uh, so I work a lot, but uh, I like it. Yeah. And was it always like that for you? The um, you your uh, first of all, did you always sleep five hours, or is that is that a new thing? Uh, uh, well, when when I was an athlete, I I slept a little bit more because physically I was my work yeah. was more intense, and I have to regenerate my body but uh, as soon as i switched to coach yeah it was five six hours a night so uh, yeah, i'm lucky i'm lucky i know i'm lucky uh, that's great yeah well we all have mm. luck in some sense in some yeah. fields right mm. so um, no but that's that's uh, that's great and now you have this um in your company you have a program that's called perform 90 right yeah perform 90 so um, you know uh, when, when we we planify uh, an Olympic cycle, so we have four years. We planify each year a big goal, and then we we cut it in four times three months, and we always working three months by three months because three months is long enough to see improvement in one you planify but it's not too long if you make a mistake and you you don't lose your goals so uh perform 90 is a program it's not like a program okay follow what i say and you will achieve your goal because we are all different and what what works for me maybe will not work for you and then but it changed a little bit your mindset it's all i use as in my career as a coach as an athlete in a high sport level and then it teach you how to create a vision, how to be motivated, how to to be focused in the right moment, how to 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 be uh, good when you produce something, when you action. There is three phases: is preparation, production, and progress. So three P's, and then um, it helps you understand how it's working, and. It's uh, it's like uh, be your own champion. It's not like follow me and be like me. It's I I show you what's worked for me or works, but you have to to think about it and to input in your own way, in your in experience, in your own value, and then you you can reproduce it. It's not like okay, follow without thinking. It it, it will work because it's not working. Maybe it will work if if you're lucky. If you're like me. But if you're not, uh, it will not work. So it's not like a magic trick, you know, like, okay, I have, I have the solution. Follow me and then you yeah. will win. And then um, it's, it's all, it's all uh, I, I want to, to say, you know, it's help you reaching your goal, but in your own way. I always have in mind in 2018 in Pyeongchang, the last Olympic Games, in two men bob, uh, the German bob and the Canadian boy, they, they were tied for the gold medal. So they work years and years, two different ways of working, one German way, and then in the bobsleigh, they are really strict. Like we are thinking in Germany is like, okay, we do this, 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 and we will win. And the Canadian way is like more USA, everything is possible. And at the end, they, they all won together. So there is no one way to to have success and then you have to find your own way and i i will teach you and i will help you find your way to succeed and maybe it will be a little different a little bit different as mine but uh why not <laughs> yeah it's it's always something that i that is tricky when you want to perform in anything uh in business or as a, as a whatever that you do you want to know what are the main principles that you need to uh, um, master and practice and and this and that and and the specifics of each fields but at the same time it's it's hard to get out of that and say it's not just about that now i have to look at my strength i have to yeah. uh, see what weaknesses i have and do i really have to work on them or do I, can i just play on my strength it's 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 a tough balance sometimes it's um 
like we, I was saying at the beginning, it's a lot of reinventing yourself, right? Mm, exactly. Um, it's it's not, yeah, it's uh, each one. And I love that you said it's not a, like a magic trick. You have um, the magic formula because no. mm. there's so much of that in the coaching world. It's refreshing <laughs> when someone doesn't say that, right? So it's a lot of, I have the solution. It's all about energy. Oh, it's all about this. It's all about that. It's no, it's. First of all, who are you? You know, mm -hmm. what do you want to do? There's so mm -hmm. many solutions. So, yeah, it's, it is refreshing. Yeah, and um, it's like uh, we spoke about the I, I need only five hours to sleep. So if I say to you, okay, you wake up at five and you walk five to nine, et cetera, et cetera, and then 10 to 12 p.m. you will walk again and you will say, hey, I need eight hours. No, 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 five hours. So it will not be okay for you. So uh, maybe you're a morning person, maybe you're an afternoon person. So um, you have to have the basics. And then when you, you, you look on the internet, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a coach, there will be always magic formula. And there's some, some good things to, to have in it. And then you have the basics, but after you have to adapt with yourself, and then you have to adapt with what are your, your way of thinking, your value, your experiences, and then if you don't like to speak in public uh, and the, the, the method is on speaking in public, you have to change it, even if it's working for the guys who teach, was teaching you. So, um, but there is a lot of things like the magic formula. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, uh, <coughs> it's a bit annoying sometimes. Mm -hmm. I want to also, I, there's something I, I wrote down here from your website and um, that I thought was super interesting. You said, I think it was Perform 90, you said you use the word be satisfied with what you have and forget mm -hmm. your dreams. I thought it was interesting because it's also something <coughs> that I, I, now not so much, but I used to struggle with because there are those Buddhist philosophies that teach you that you can have enough, right? And you don't need to always have more. You don't need to always accumulate. You don't need to always want to be the first. And it goes, there is a duality with the, the high performance world where mm -hmm. you need to have that. You need a little bit of ego to be, ah, this guy is better than me or I'm going to beat him. You know, you, you kind of need this un, a bit, not too much, but a bit of unhealthy uh, um, motivation. And... So when you say be satisfied, so uh, I will teach you, or no, you didn't say it in those words, but basically yeah. you, you say if you want to uh, uh, to not stop be mediocre or whatever the, the way you said it and, and just be satisfied with what you have and forget about your dreams, I will help you. So wh wh what do you think about all that? And, and hide, uh... there, there is a lot of things. Uh, you know, I have a lot of athletes uh, who are saying, okay, my dream is to be Olympic champion. And when I have this, 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 I will begin to train. I will begin to give everything. So be satisfied with what you have is, I think today you can start what you want to, you want to build your company. You can start today. You want to stop smoking. You can start today. You want to, to begin to do some sports. Okay. You, you can go walking outside, you know, even, even if it's uh, raining. Okay. You have to put a nut and then it's okay. And then um, uh, that means if you only think about your dreams, you will never do nothing. You have to, to change your dreams in goal to take action. And, and then uh, maybe you will, it's not the way of thinking, I will change my dream, I will forget it. But when, when you begin really to think about it, you will begin to plan and you will begin thinking, okay, before to think of my dreams, I have to do this, 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 this. And then you will begin to act and you will begin to, to do something with what, with what you have today. Okay, I have no skills in uh, entrepreneurship. Okay, I have a computer, I have internet. Okay, so I will begin to show on YouTube the success story of Betsy, of Eric, of whatever. And then I begin like that. And then I, kn I know what I have to do. And then when you, when you wait to have everything before to act, you will never do something. So uh, there is a friend of mine who say, when, when you will be really angry, you will begin to move. 
So yeah, but that's 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 where I have this. Um, I won't say it's a problem I have. It's just that two different philosophies here, and I'm more of of yours, by the way, to what mm. you said. Like, I like this level that is not too high, but just a little level of insatis insatisfaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not being satisfied. So I just like it because I want to raise to the challenge. But then yeah. if you read uh, books like The Power of Now and any any books that are inspired by uh, Buddhist philosophies or just even old books about it, you, they, will, they will tell you that it's kind of unhealthy to be in that mm. way. It's kind of unhealthy to mm. always want more because then there is no limits to it and you have to learn to um, be satisfied with things that you have and not feel this. Um, you know what I mean? There is a, a contradiction here. And, yeah. and I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, it feels like, I don't know. For me, the key is more, you satisfy what you have, but you also want more. <laughs> you can have both. I don't know yeah. how you feel about that, but uh, the 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 what, what I write was more than uh, be enough satisfied with what you have to, what you have today to begin to start. You know, but mm. it's like like you say, I'm not a Buddhist. I don't have anything against them, but I'm not a Buddhist because it was also my goal all all, uh, all my uh, my life to improve myself and to win something. So, and then today, today I want to improve my skill, my knowledge, uh, to help my students reaching their goal. Uh, always, if I do perform ninety, it's all, also I want that this uh, this program is working with a lot of students uh, to 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 build a community about the way I'm thinking and also to share knowledge with them. Because uh, also speaking with you, you have a different knowledge, and then you have maybe different ideas, and I want to to have your ideas. That's how I feel myself, and then, um, and um, it, it's clear that for me, you have to have a goal uh, to be motivated, and then, uh, I'm, but in in um, the living the present moment, if you speak about that, it's not like okay, I have enough to drink, I have enough to eat, and then it's okay. No, I'm not like that. But the the way I am doing, uh, and I, I was learning in sport is. When you are acting, uh, think about your action, not about the result. You know, and and before to act, don't wait to have to have everything before to act. So it's a little uh, bit more than that. So I don't know if in English I, I express in a good way my feelings and what I want to think. I but uh, okay, so it's okay. I, no, I understood, and 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 you're totally right. It's also a component that that it's often talked about that people. It's also an excuse. That people want to have everything. Oh, the, a lot of times I've I've heard people working in companies and said, "Oh, one day I'll I'll have this great idea and this." No, it's, you have a shitty idea and you build on it. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So with what you have, you have this phone and you just do with your phone first, and then later you buy a new camera and so on. Which is what I did basically also with being mm -hmm. a magician. The first video I have wasn't even <laughs> a video; it was just a couple of pictures of me, and I put them in the in a, in a in sort of a video i show it to someone it was like yeah i guess okay we don't have a magician you can start like that and then yeah. i made a video out of it and so on but it's the same i've heard the same thing with uh with informations information mm -hmm. a lot of time people want to have all the information and it's the best excuse you can find not to do anything so yeah. it's it's also tricky right so you say well yeah but I, I need to know more. I need to have those, this whole... Because I'm like that a little bit. I need yeah, to have the overview. Yeah. But the overview is different than knowing the last details. And I think mm. when you be the, you become that guy who wants to know every little detail before you act, then you become the guy that has excuses as well. Mm. So it's kind of tricky, right? Yeah, it's, it's the same with Perform 90. When I build it, I made some videos, I made some PowerPoint, some mind mapping, and then... It was not, it was not perfect, and then I spent a lot of time doing this, doing this, and I, I show to friends and say, oh, "It's good enough, it's good enough." Yeah. So go, go and do another week, and then another thing, and maybe when when I finish, and then I have a lot of students, I have time to build 
in a new way and a better way because I can buy a new camera. I can buy maybe uh, a, a guy who is specialist in a movie and then he can make something for me. But at this time, it's good enough. And then uh, it's like uh, done is better than perfect, you know. And then if, if you wait to be perfect because to do something, you will never do something. And then uh, so if you have an idea, uh, go for it and then do it. As you say, even if it's not uh, only with photography, it's not a movie, but you did something and then you can all the second time you will do it, you can say the improvement and you will say, hey, the first time it was that and now look, no, it's much better. And then the next time it will be better because yeah, but people, yeah. People because, like to brag. They like to brag. Yeah, they are perfectionists. Yeah. They say, you know, this is something that is also something we um, um, underestimate, I think, in our mm -hmm. culture, uh, is that people, th there are some things that are cool to say. And mm -hmm. people underestimate cool. They underestimate yeah. glamour, the glamorous thing to say. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know, I'm perfectionist. And mm -hmm. people are like, oh, yeah, he's perfectionist. Yeah. They, they all buy into that. And yeah. actually, if it's way more efficient it's way more it's it's way better to say what you say mm. to say ah, i don't i'm not perfectionist i just want to have enough and then we build on it and yeah. but it's not cool to say that you know what i mean it's yeah, yeah. we need to find a cool way to sell it <laughs> but the, the thing is is you with all the media no you see perfection everywhere perfect body mm -hmm. Perfect video, perfect game, perfect sport. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe in five years we will do another video and we'll have a better studio and then we will have a better yeah. camera. We'll have everything, but we, we can do this because we, we are talking today and we do something today. Yeah. If, we, if today we, we are not doing anything, in five years we will be at the same point. Yeah. So the problem is if you have something to say, if you want to 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 share some something with the world, okay, do it. We we are we always we all have phones. It's enough. It's enough. We we all have internet access, so go for it. And tomorrow it will be better. Well said. Well <laughs> said. You know, so I, I want to finish off with two simple um, not simple questions, two oh. questions, but what are the main obstacles you facing right now in you as a in, in the professional world that you can share maybe at your level or some that you can share one or two so we can we can see you know that we're all facing obstacles all the time and it's not just that you we all got it right uh, um my my main problem obstacle now is uh, i have too much ideas <laughs> I, I i want to do too too many things and uh, um, focus, right? yes, and, and I have to say, okay, this idea, I have to write it down and then I will do it maybe in one or two years because I don't have it, even if I have a lot of time because I don't sleep a lot. Uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of time. I have to finish a book. I have to finish my program and is the two main things I'm focusing on it now. But I have so many ideas I want to do because we, we are in a moment in, in, in time uh, that we can do whatever we want almost. And then uh, it's my main obstacle now saying, okay, don't do that. Focus on this project. And when you finish it, you will have time to, to go to another one. So what is next for you now? Um, next what for me, next, steps? next step is a launching of Perform90. It's coming on next Monday. It's a little bit delayed. It was planned for 15. It, it, it's one of an advantage of uh, the company. If I was at the Olympic Games, I have to wait four years. I was planning to, <laughs> to do it in June, in the middle of June. And then I was not ready because I have some, something else to do to prioritize. So I said, okay, I delay for two weeks. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I don't have to wait four years. So it's, uh, it's this. And then uh, for September, I will launch my book. Uh, about uh, the key of uh, uh, the key of the sports performance for manager. So um, I share the, the five keys for I use in a sports field to to win the Olympics and how you can use it as a manager of your team. Great, and you you don't have a, um, an English version, right? Not not no, but uh, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not one day? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I always like to do the, even if, even if French is our first language. I like to do it in English because I think uh, 
it's 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 a good thing to 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 give access to people who don't who don't speak French to people mm-hmm. like you as well. Yeah. And and I think that's a problem in France. And and some people do it already, uh, like the family. You know the family. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they already do it. They have a lot of talks uh, with entrepreneurs. I think it's great because otherwise people wouldn't access you, and they will have to wait for your book to be in uh, in English and wait for your program to be in English and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. I think we I took and taken enough of your time, and um, it has been great. Thank you so much for sharing everything mm-hmm. and for sharing all those insights. Thank you, Betsy. It was really nice talking with you. Uh, same. And uh, yeah, I will put some links for people to follow you, for people who are in France. Uh, on which social media are you? LinkedIn? LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook because I'm an old man. I don't have any, a lot of Instagram or Snapchat. Okay. I, I, have to, I have to because my kids are on it. So if I want to follow my kids, <laughs> I have to you be on it. You want to spy on them. You want to spy yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But LinkedIn and my website. And then don't hesitate to contact me. And then I will be pleased to answer you and speak with you. Because you give talks all over the world, right? And in Europe. and Yes, exactly. So in France and then also in English, in the USA, in Canada, and then in Europe. Okay. Yeah. I will put all the links uh, on the bottom, guys. And don't hesitate to follow him, to contact him on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, Thank you, Betsy. Great... Yes, have a great day. And I see you soon.